Welcome to the Woo Woo Room, where anything supernatural is natural. Some of my listeners are alive, and, well, some are not. So if you're feeling a presence next to you, move over. It's probably a loved one from your past. I'm Cyrene Houdini, and it's Friday the 13th. A lucky day or unlucky? There are those who avoid breaking a mirror, walking under a ladder, or crossing in front of a black cat on this day. There are some buildings that don't even have a 13th floor. Now that's superstitious at its finest. Or is it? Then there are those like me who practice their magical witchy powers on this day, working on their psyche, cleansing crystals, tarot readings, and it's a great day to hold a seance. An unlucky Friday the 13th was in 1307. King Philip IV of France gave the orders to arrest hundreds of Knights Templar. Most of them were executed. Now, the Friday the 13th in 2029 is the one I'm really interested in, as they have been tracking an asteroid named Apophis. It's over 1,000 feet wide and scheduled to fly by Earth on April 13th. It will be visible without a telescope. A definite witchy night. Put that in your calendars, fellow woo-woos. But for today, as I promised, I will be reading an excerpt from my story, Houdini, Beyond the Veil. But first, I'm going to tell you why, when, and how I became such a woo-woo. When I was 12 years old, my parents took me to Laguna Beach, California, for the week. I loved to swim, and at this hotel, Vacation Village, well, let's just say it was my paradise, with two pools, a jacuzzi, and a private beach? Yeah. I would eat breakfast, go swim in the pools, and when Mom was ready, we would go to the beach and she would watch me swim in the ocean. She wasn't a swimmer. My dad was, but Mom never learned. Anyway, we would break for lunch, and then I'd go out and swim until I was time for dinner. I was only allowed to swim in the pool at night, but that was cool. But when I'd swim in the ocean, being a strong swimmer, I would swim out too far, and hang out with the older kids surfing. On this particular day, the waves were very, very rough. The surfers and I were getting ready to swim in when suddenly the waves were nonstop. They just kept coming one after the other. As I tumbled under the waves, coming up for air, I saw a surfboard heading right for me, so I ducked under the water and missed my chance to breathe. The waves took me under and under as I rolled and rolled, not being able to come up for air. 
I actually said to myself, well, kid, you've lived a good 12 years. Then I saw a white, bright light. Like the sun, bright like that. I also saw beautiful, flowing plants, like seaweed. Then I saw a woman who could have been my grandmother, who had passed away a few years prior to this, my mom's mom. She was wearing a long, flowing gown and a hooded robe. Anyway, the woman put her hand out to stop me, and in my inner ear, I heard her say, It's not your time. Give it one more kick. And at that I did. And I shot up out of the water, gasping for air. I came up and saw everybody that was laying on the beach standing in a line. There was nobody sitting on the beach. They were all standing at the edge of the shore. When I saw my mom, she was screaming my name over and over, Cyrene! Cyrene! Then I looked to my right and saw the yellow surfboard that passed over my head. It was jammed in the sand and had been cracked in half. Then I looked around and saw heads popping up out of the water, and I wondered if they had experienced what I had. To my right, I recognized the surfer who owned the yellow surfboard, and he looked at me with wonderment in his eyes. He didn't say a word. As I started to swim to shore, I laughed and said, Mom is not going to believe this. And from that day on, I started to hear and see spirits. I was able to communicate with animals like I could really feel them and feel what they needed or wanted. It was like they were talking to me. I was also starting to get visions of future events. My mind was so open and clear. I could feel the plants, the trees. It was as though I myself was half in this world and half in the other. I was basically catapulted into my spiritual journey. To this day, I'm considered a healer, a medium, an empath, and yes, many other labels that are considered to be woo-woo. And some we have yet to label. Oh, and there's one more thing. Whenever I'm working on a project or looking for an address or attempting something, I always give it one more kick. And it works. And now, an excerpt from Houdini, Beyond the Veil, written and performed by Cyrene Houdini. Prologue Houdini died on October 31st, 1926, at 1.26 p.m. in room 401, of Grace Hospital in Detroit, Michigan, at the age of 52. The circumstances of his death prompted immediate speculation as to whether or not 
he had been murdered. Was this enigmatic superstar snuffed out by a jealous lover, a fanatical spiritualist, his wife? Or was he the great escapologist, the victim of an accidental prank? Or could it have been his longtime friend, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the creator of Sherlock Holmes? Or was he poisoned? And why was there never an autopsy performed? Murder? Well, rumors that Houdini may have been murdered by disgruntled and misguided spiritualists began circulating even before Houdini's burial on November 4th. Ironically, he was buried in the coffin he was to perform the Buried Alive Escape, which he had planned to perform on his next tour. It was suggested that Houdini had been poisoned. There are researchers who still believe this. During his campaign to debunk spiritualists, Houdini did receive constant death threats. Harry Houdini promised his wife, Bess, that he would speak to her from beyond the grave. So, on All Hallows' Eve, each year, for ten years, Bess held a Houdini seance. Sadly, in 1936, at the Nickenbacker Hotel in Hollywood, California, Bess finally abandoned the quest to connect with her dear departed Harry. Fans and fellow magicians made this seance a Halloween tradition. However, Houdini's ghost has refused to speak until tonight. Chapter 1 It was a cold and rainy night on Halloween at the world-famous Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood, California. Yet, there I was, sitting at a seance table, holding hands with extraordinary psychics, channels, and seers. Why? To evoke the spirit of Harry Houdini. To find out how he died, how he really died. Next to me sat leading psychic Clara Coons, a direct descendant of Jonathan Coons, who was a spiritualist medium famous for his seances and automatic writing abilities. Coons invented the spirit trumpet in 1853. It was used to call upon the spirits, and according to Jonathan, the dead spoke in soft voices, and the spirit trumpet was used to amplify their voices. It was rumored that trumpets would float around the room during the seance, powered by psychic energies. Clara reserved the newly renovated private wing of the hotel for this spectacular spectacular seance, which was to be held in the hexagon room. Rightly named, 
as it was truly a large hexagon-shaped room with floor-to-ceiling windows that overlooked the beautiful gardens. The room was lit by many decorative pillar candles. Thank you for joining me on this Friday the 13th. Next week, we'll be talking about Ouija boards and automatic writing, and there'll be another excerpt of Houdini, Beyond the Veil. We'll get to the bottom of how Houdini really died. (laughs) 